0: Amen. He's lifting you up, not pushing you down. Hello? Said he's he's lifting you up, not pushing you down. He's your strength. He's not some weakness. You you know, uh I think sometimes when we think about God, I I don't know where we get these weird mental pictures, but God and his plan for your life is totally awesome. Okay? The, The life God has for you is incredible. It's good, it's great. You should be excited about it. And if you're not. Well, you hooked up to the wrong God then, right? You just need to get born again again so that you can know real life, amen? He's for you. He, he is doing everything he can to position you to win and succeed in every situation in life and to strengthen you, to empower you, to enlighten you, to uh, give provision to you. I, I'm just excited about God, Amen. And uh, I think today's going to be an awesome, awesome day. Why don't you stand with me? Get your Bible in your hand. Let's make a confession together. Hold the Bible up there. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Say it, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. He's worth it. Amen. Amen. Just excited to be back, to be in the, be in the house. Last night was awesome. Uh, over 20 people got baptized right here. And uh, man, I've got to tell you something. That, that's just totally, totally cool. Go ahead and give God praise. Yeah, uh, we're just celebrating with them and just, just a good time. Had Pastor Sharkey here. Guys, get ready. Men's Advance is coming up. Uh, if, if you're not uh, solidified in that yet, you better see Michael Pope right away because uh, there, there are no extra rooms. So if you don't step up pretty soon, we got to sell yours. And it's just kind of a deal. You know, there's a pretty, pretty awesome uh, need for a place to sleep this year at camp, so don't be messing around there. Uh, it, I just want to remind you, too, that Friday night, the 29th, that family – Feast and Faith Night. You know, what a, what a great opportunity to take family out and have a good time together and enjoy uh, family. And, you know, the food's like a buck a piece. You know, uh, almost all of it is a dollar. What a cheap date. This is a great opportunity for some of you guys to really step up there, you know. <laughs> take her out and get her a hot dog. Yeah. And, uh, you might think, well, I don't even like baseball. Good. Come anyways. We're going to have a great time. And it's not only our opportunity to, uh, as a family and as a body of believers, to be, be with other believers. It's our opportunity to go into a community-wide uh, event and show people that the church is not just all about, uh, you know, not having fun. Right? Let's go out there and have some fun and, and uh, drive religious people crazy. Amen? So, uh, you, you know, we're just going to have a good time. Amen. Open your Bibles. Go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, look at verse 10. It says, The thief comes only in order to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they may have and enjoy life. Everybody say enjoy life. Enjoy life. You, you know, the life that, that Jesus came for you to have is a life that would be one that you could enjoy. You know, before you can enjoy life, you gotta get a life. Right? And I know right now you desperately want to look at someone close to you and say, get a life. Go ahead. Just tell them, get a life. But, but you know, the, the deal is if you're going to get a life, you might as well get one you can enjoy. You know what's sad is so many believers are hooked up to a life, but they don't enjoy life. You, you know, they, they are miserable. They, they are defeated. They're, they're always in chaos. Wrong life. Come on, guys. Let's live the right life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life. We're talking about Zoe life talking about god life eternal life eternal life does not begin when you're dead you, you know man i tell you it's crazy the, the enemy if he can convince you that getting saved is about going to heaven well he, remember uh and, and i don't mean anything derogatory i grew up in the church i was in church most almost every day of of you know, un- until my teen years, we were in church almost every. Literally, we had we had revival meetings that were a year long. I remember one time missing a day and feeling guilty. Okay, uh, I've been in church most of my life. Something, you know, a lot of years, twice a day. We were in church an awful lot. And, and you know what you see in church a lot of times are depressed people, you know, hurting people, uh, mad people. You know, all all it takes to, you know, I could have. A great percentage of you angry before we left today, I have like a gift and um <laughs> wrong life guys you, you know the life that jesus came to give you that that, that eternal life that ain't that ain 't for this in the sweet by and by you know I can remember singing those songs in the sweet by and by, and everybody dreaming about oh my god i can 't wait till we 're dead huh <laughs> You know, that's what that song's about, right? I just can't wait to get out of here. Just can't put me, put my body in a hole in the ground, throw dirt in my face, and let's have potato salad. I just got to gotta go. Got to get, you know, come quickly, Jesus. What about, what about the here and now? Okay, Zoe life, eternal life begins now. It is, it is a life that, that is, is invigorated with the power of God. It is infused with power. Paul said, remember in Philippians, he said, I can do all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ, who's infusing me with an inner strength. There's an attitude on him that, that, that was God-life attitude. It's like, bring it on. Come on, guys, let's get the right life. If you connect to God-life, I got news for you. You, you don't got you, you to, you know, uh, get high to deal with life you don't gotta get drunk to do it life. you don't gotta you, you don't gotta go find some way to medicate your pain all of a sudden life begins to surge through your body stuff that you used to need to make it through the day you don't need that now why cuz I got a God life and if you don't have God life get born again again Let, let's let's connect to the life that Jesus came to give us look at this it is in abundance to the full till it overflows say that with me in abundance to the full Till it overflows. Say it again. In abundance to the full till it overflows. One more time. In abundance to the full till it overflows. This is the life God wants to connect you to. It's a life that is bigger than your issue. It is a life that is more than enough for you. It is overflowing. When when life shakes you, what comes out of you is more life. Right. It, we're, we're talking about... Uh, real God life. See, a lot of us have ended up living the wrong life. We got Zoe. We got, we got a promise of eternal security, but we ain't acting like we got God life that's got anything to it here. We we kind of miss the ability to prove we really got life. We don't have the, the ability to demonstrate to people who don't know God that we actually do know God. Hello? Let me just, I know, it's the express service, and you, you have had all kinds of caffeine, biscuits, gravy. You, you were eating while we were in here, okay? So I'm going to mess with you, right? And then I'm going to go get mine. Okay, so I'm a little hungry, which usually means I'm going to be hard to deal with. But just for a little bit, just, just hang with me, okay? Don't take offense. Don't be one of them people that gets mad at me before we get out of church. Get mad at me after church, not during church, okay? Because we're in church. So right now, put on your happy feet. Okay, here we go. If you can't prove that you got life, how are you going to demonstrate to people without life that your life is any better than the life that they already got? Now, now we are easily distracted you have an enemy There are opponents to life he, The thief the, the thief's coming to try to steal, kill, and destroy But I can You might be connected to this real life So in other words Watch out that you don't lose the real life And think that the old life is the new life That you're supposed to be living Be careful that you don't get You know, taken from you You know, the enemy wants to rip from your grip Zoe life He wants you to exist He wants you to inhale and exhale and think that's living No, 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 that ain't life. That's life with a little L. God's wanting to give you a capital L, life. Okay, that's that's when his ability is dropped on your ability and then suddenly you can do what you could not do because now he's doing it through you, right? We're talking about a real increase of life. We're talking about in the middle of chaos, there's something inside of you that says, it's all right, we're going to make it, right? I'm going to go through this thing. Uh, There's something in me that is energizing me, it is real life. But you've got an enemy that wants to distract you, that wants you to be led astray, wants you to act like you ain't got Zoe life. You've got to ask yourself, do I act like God is alive in me? I mean, really, my actions, do they demonstrate life? Or do they demonstrate a frustrated attempt at life when people look at me do they go wow god is real or do they look at me and go oh god he really needs help <laughs> huh come on uh check this one out first corinthians fifteen thirty-three. a lot of these scriptures we can quote them be not deceived that sounds kind of like a commandment you, you know I know a lot of us are under the impression that we are free from the law. In the New Testament, there's 1,050 laws in the New Testament, commandments. Commandments. And the, be not deceived. That, that's not a suggestion. That, that is a commandment. Don't be deceived. In other words, you have a choice. You, you, could, you could not be deceived if you choose not to. Now, you can be deceived if you want to. James actually explains it better. It, he says, uh, if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, then you have deceived yourself. Right, so how do I keep myself from being deceived by doing the word? See, so you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta do the word. You don't just listen. You you gotta apply it, right? That that'll help. Let's just that that would really help if we could get Jesus off of our bumper and into our heart. That would be huge. Because you know we got some really cool looking bumper stickers, but do we have a real, relevant relationship with God? Don't be don't be deceived. The word deceived means led. Away from the truth. It means to be taken off of the trail. Remember Romans 13, or no, Romans 3 says, uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Right? All have sinned. That means to be led off the trail, fallen short of the glory. The glory is the manifested presence, the full weight manifestation of the true nature of God. We've missed out on the full weight manifestation, the ability to prove God's in us. Why? Because we wandered off the trail somewhere. Right, we just kind of missed the mark a little bit. When, when we should have zigged, we zagged, right? When, when, when he was saying, go right, we went, that don't seem right, and we went left, right? Proverbs 14, there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the ends thereof are away from the end that God, God wants you to have, right? So, so realize the, the opponent to God life is real. And it's not always, you know, manifesting demons. It's, you know, uh, just weird, spooky stuff. Sometimes it's just, it's just a thought that will just take you off the trail just a little bit so that you'll miss the real spot. Remember, Isaiah said that God declared the end at the beginning, right? So if you, if, if you, want, to know, if you want to know God really well, you get to know his word really well. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word, right? So the Word is God. So if you really get to know the Word, you're really getting to know God, right? Because the Word and God, here we go now, guys. You know, isn't it funny the enemy tell you that to get to know God, that you're going to go into a secret place, and place in a corner, turn off the lights and and hum or something, and um and, and he's going to manifest. No, open that book and start Uh, diving into the word and you're going to get to know God. Okay. the, The more you get to know God, the more, the more God is going to manifest in your life. Well, you got an enemy that's trying to keep you away from that life. So he's going to try to deceive you. He said, do not be deceived. Evil communications. What are communications? How do you communicate? Well, words. So Words, wrong words, evil words, corrupt words will corrupt good manners. What's the manner? That behaviors. Okay? So you'll end up acting wrong if your actions are based off of the wrong word. Okay. Your words, the word you hear, determines the thoughts you think. The thoughts you think Determine the emotions you feel. The emotions you feel determine the choices you make. The choices you make determine the actions that you perform. The actions you perform will determine the habits that you create. The habits that you create will determine the character that you possess. The character that you possess will be directly attached to the final outcome or the product that you produce. In your life, every area of life, every area of life, if it's a business, if it's a relationship, I don't care what it is, if you're not getting the right outcome, well, all you got to do is back up and correct, right? Well, what would the right outcome be? Well, that's in the Word, right? Uh, Isaiah 32, 18, I think it is. It says, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure to in and a quiet resting place. That is the defined end of your house. Well, if you ain't got peace in your house, you're getting the wrong outcome. Well, if I'm getting the wrong outcome, what shall I do? Well, realize that we got the wrong character developed here. Well, how do we get the wrong character? Well, we have the wrong habits, we're habitually doing something that's sabotaging peace instead of promoting it. Okay, how do, how do I change those habits? Well, change my actions. How am I going to change those actions? Well, I, I'm going to change my choices, right? And how am I going to change the choices? Well, I need to change my emotion to line up. You know, carnal emotion will always make choices to protect feelings rather than future. Godly emotion will always make choices that protects future. Every choice God's ever made was to protect the future of his family, of his children. And how am I going to change my emotion? Well, i got to change my thoughts. How do I change my thoughts? By changing the words I'm listening to, right? Is that, guys, this is, it's all right here. Here's the deal. You may not act right, but you don't have a behavior problem. Now, think about this for just a minute. You know people who have, in your opinion, behavior issues, they act wrong. Well, you can do everything you can to change their behavior. It's like your children. It, you know, you're trying to change the behavior of your children. But you, if you really want to change their behavior, all you, you should back up one step, change their thoughts. If you change their thoughts, then their behavior will be corrected. If you try to just change their action, the minute you turn around, they're back to doing the very thing that you said they shouldn't do. Why? Well, because you didn't change the way they think. You, you just tried to manipulate their action. But when you change the way they think, they will change the way they act. Right? See, in a husband-wife relationship that's, that's, uh, at odds, there's, uh, there, there is pressure. Uh, well, you come in, your words can be used to define a thing or to change the thing. So if all you do is define that, what you see, and you gotta remember that what you see, it probably isn't right anyways. But you see your spouse as an issue, as an issue, and you're constantly speaking about that issue. You ain't going to change the way they act. You're going to reinforce that. So instead of, you know, when your your spouse comes home, instead of going, well, the loser's here. You know, uh, well, you know, what's crazy is we deal with people quite often, none from our own church, but we deal with people quite often that that's kind of their attitude towards each other. And the fact is is that they can't change their action if that's the word that's constantly being sown. A word is a seed. And it's going to produce some fruit. And you know what? If, if you want to change some stuff, then you've got to change the words they're hearing because that will change the thoughts they're thinking, which will change the choices they're making, which will change the actions that they're performing. He said in his word, don't you be deceived. The wrong words are going to get you the wrong result. Don't be deceived. Now, here's the deal. You're supposed to be acting like you got life. But if you don't act like you got Zoe life, you don't need to just simply change the way you act. You need to change the way you think. Because if you're not acting like you got Zoe life, then you don't think you really got anything. And if you don't think you really got anything, you better change the word you're listening to. Because the word you're listening to has probably been impacted by a traditional understanding instead of a inspired revelation. Because when you, know, when, you know the word, when you hear the Word of God and the Word of God begins to operate in your mind, your mind is in alignment and agreement with the Word of God, all of a sudden, God's life is going to begin to change everything in you from the inside out. Hello, somebody. Might be a good idea. It might be a good idea to change your friends. And I I think it's interesting that when we say, you know, you should probably change your friends. What you're thinking of, yeah, I need to throw them away and get new ones. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, why don't you take the people that God has connected you to, use your words to change them instead of allowing them to change you with their word. See, somebody's changing somebody. I think the Scripture says, iron sharpeneth iron. There's there's some change going on in relationship. Realize relationship always produces a change. The reason that Eve was introduced into the picture is because Adam had issues that needed to be addressed. So Adam, you know, God put Adam to sleep and actually brought Eve out of Adam. Remember? God took a rib out of man and made woman. Right? So in other words, what God produced for man, man already had, but man couldn't see what he had. So since he didn't know he had it, God had to bring it to him in a form that he could recognize it. So here, well, here comes woman out of man who was already, he, God took woman out of man. She was already there. He just wouldn't acknowledge it. Okay, so so now here comes woman, and what is her job? Her job is to bring to the surface the issues that are inside of Adam so that they can be dealt with. Because without Eve, Adam ignored the issue that he had. His issue was selfishness. Okay, he couldn't be like God, and God's a giver. He couldn't be like God because there was nobody else to give to, so... We have to solve that issue. Every relationship will bring to the surface issues in you that need to be dealt with. It really isn't the problem with them. It's what God sees in you. This is what is in you that's coming to the surface that now you can deal with. Here, let me prove it. The people out here on Clearwater going up and down the street and you do not care where they're going as long as they get out of your way. Okay. What's wrong with them? I don't care. Why? Because I'm not really, I don't know them. But the same guy you get in a relationship with, and it's not long until his issues are driving you crazy. Then when you see him going down the street, you're thinking of the last stupid thing he did. Remember, you'll be remembered by people, by the last dumb thing you did, or the last great thing that you did for them. There's people right now, if we knew their name, we could say their name, and you'd picture them doing something stupid. And you haven't seen them in 21 years. Right? You haven't seen that guy since high school. And when you think of him, you see the crazy things he did in high school. Now, he's had all this time to change, and he might be totally different. But in your mind, no, he's back there doing something stupid. May- maybe this is how people see you. That when your name pops up, they go, <laughs> ignorant. You know, they, you know what, what, what pops in their mind when they think of you? Last stupid thing you did. Okay, how how are they going to change that? How how are they going to change it? Well, they're going to have to change. You're going to change the way you think, right? Well, how they you know we'll get to that in a minute. But here's the deal: is that uh, all of this action, all of this behavior, in in order to correct it, all we got to do is change the way we think. If we change the way we think, we're going to change the actions that we perform. If we act like we don't got life, then we need to recognize we've got it. We need to think differently about the Word of God. Okay, uh, 3 John 2. Look at this. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Beloved, I wish above all things. The word wish is actually Pray. I'm praying, it's my prayer, above all things, about everything else that he could have prayed for, this is what he prayed, that you would prosper. Now, I know our mind immediately goes, ooh, money. It, prosperity is not just the money issue. The word prosper means to rise to a desired level, to obtain a defined end. To prosper in every realm of life. This is what God wants you to do. Is to rise to the desired level. To get back to the place where God created you to be. I wish above all things that you'd prosper. And that you'd be healthy. That your relationships would be healthy. That your finances would be healthy. That your body would be healthy. And even as your soul prospers. Your soul, that's the way you think. The way you feel. The way you make your choices. So, here's the deal. Above everything else, I I want you to... Experience the life in abundance to the full till it overflows that I've been created to to enjoy. God wants you to get there. But you you know the most important word in that entire scripture? Is the first one, beloved. Be loved. You realize God loves you? And what the enemy is trying to do is to deceive you, right? Be not deceived. He's trying to put the wrong word out there so you have the wrong thought, so you have the wrong action, you end up with the wrong character, wrong final uh, outcome. Why? Because he does not need you knowing and enjoying Zoe life. You got an enemy that's bringing up all kinds of sideshow distractions trying to get you to wander off the trail so that you will never connect to the God life that Jesus came that you might be connected to. And The Bible says that if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence in God. So how does the enemy come against your confidence by trying to get you to live under condemnation in your heart? You're under the impression that your behavior determines God's love. And I'm here today to tell you that your behavior has nothing to do with the love of God that we're going to deal with your behavior because the love of God's going to change it, but the love of God towards you has nothing to do with your behavior. Whatever you have done in the past, whatever mistakes you have made, God is all looking out here at the future. He is not reminding you of your past. He's drawing you into your future. So, beloved, beloved, hey, you are loved of God. You got the right to make some choices. You can choose to go to hell, and God's going to love you right to the gate of hell itself. He's just going to love you. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you've been through, but the love of God is for you. Matter of fact, I want you to say this with me. Say, I have faith in the love of God towards me. I am loved by God. God loves me. I'm telling you today, God loves you. The, The Bible says, you know, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. We are children of God. I don't know what camp you're from, what mindset you are when it comes to predestination. You know, uh, you you might think that God knows every choice you're ever gonna make. He knew it in advance and He, or you can believe from the other side of the mountain that, uh, God believes in the best and He's given you free choice and you can make choices and he doesn't know, but he's just believing you're going to make the right one. Whatever it is, if God knew that you were going to make mistakes or if he knew you had the potential to make mistakes, he loved you anyways. He just loves you. You're loved with God. You got an enemy trying to tell you that your past behavior is going to determine God's provision. Uh-uh. You know, your behavior, your choices will put you in a place, but I don't care what place you're at. God loves you. The love of God is, going to, is attempting to pull you back onto a collision course with destiny. God just loves you. And if you ever have a real revelation of the love of God, oh, it'll change the choices you make because you'll suddenly realize, I don't, I don't have to earn it. It's, it's a done deal. I am, lo- I am loved by God. You want to humiliate hell? You want to frustrate the powers of darkness, get up every morning for the next 30 days and look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm loved by God. Uh, God loves me. I have faith in the love of God. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. When I was separated from God without hope, here came hope in the form of Jesus. To reunite me with God who loves me. Oh, yesterday I made mistakes and I'll probably make some today and a few tomorrow. But the reality is is that the love of God encompasses me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. You know why we got to get that? So that we can learn to think right Because as long as we don't believe That God loves us We ain't ever gonna think right And if you ain't thinking right You're gonna, not gonna be making the right choices you, If you don't have the right choices You're not gonna have the right habits If you don't have the right habits You're not gonna have the right character If you don't have the right character You're not gonna get the right outcome Man, we, we, we gotta We gotta connect ourselves to a reality We're loved Oh man, we are loved by God we, I said we are loved by God I don't need my actions being manipulated by a wrong understanding of my personal standing with God. Because if I don't see that I'm loved, I'm going to act differently than I ought to act. I'm going to try to earn something. You know how many people have, have uh, asked this question, what am I doing wrong? You know, you're, they're praying for something specific, and they're not seeing the answer they want, and then they come and they say, what what am I doing wrong? That is to assume that what you do is of greater importance than what Christ did. Christ did everything that needs to be done so that you can have the promises of God. Now, when I do what he said, he'll produce what he promised. Every single time right well what am i doing wrong well think here's here's what you're doing wrong you're thinking wrong you, you're just thinking wrong jesus taught his disciples how to pray and he said this he said our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy will be done thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven it does not say if it be thy will it says thy will be done now, here's our problem, is a lot of times we don't know God's will. Well, what is the will of God? Well, why don't we know God's will? Because we don't know God's word. If you knew God's word, you'd know God's will. Why? Because he described the end right there in that book. Well, is it God's will to heal me? You better read your book. If, you're not, if, you, if you ask that question, you better read that book. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me ask you something. Is anybody dying of cancer in heaven? Well, then they probably shouldn't be dying of cancer here on earth either. So, anybody, anybody, you know, bleeding in heaven? Nope, no, they probably shouldn't be bleeding down here either, then. Thy will, thy will be done in my life just like it is, isn't it? Okay. Thy will, well, well, does that mean that if if I'm in a struggle, that no, here's the deal is that if you're in a struggle, you have the opportunity to demonstrate Satan's defeat according to the Word of God. Yes. Okay. He, he, he you, you know, uh, Life in this world, there shall be tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Why? Because we already overcome that. You're here to demonstrate that thing's defeat. Come on, guys. You, you want to change your final outcome. You want to change the way you act. Here's what you need. You need to act up. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you to act up. But <laughs> act up, I mean act up. Act up one level, maybe two or three. You know, if God were here, how would he act in your condition, in your situation? In your situation, what would his conversation be? What would Jesus, you know, forget the stupid bracelet, okay? Uh, I shouldn't say stupid. Some of you are probably wearing it, and, and I don't, don't mean to be offensive. If you want me to, buy me one. I'll wear it for like two weeks. Um, they just make, they, they make me sweaty. Um, but uh you know what would jesus do that's a that's not that's not a bad idea to think about it but now it's time to do what he would do act up a level i mean honestly if jesus was living with your spouse this is probably difficult for somebody it's so easy for shelby (laughs) that was funny made me laugh um if Jesus lived with your spouse, if Jesus had your boss, if Jesus had your employees, how would he act towards them? You know, to, to, to get the outcome that God has described, you got to think like God thinks and act like God acts. Because your actions, which are based on your decisions, are going to produce your habits and your habits are going to produce your character, and your character is going to produce your final outcome. So to get what God says that you can have, all you got to do is make choices that God would make. You with me? Would God actually act depressed? Now, I, I realize that you might have moments of carnality, I know we don't like that word. We, we want to say weakness. But you know what you call weak? King James calls wicked. Right? I told you. I'm going to jack you up and change the tire. You got to change the way you think. Well, I'm just a human. No, you got the life of God in you. Matter of fact, one, one scripture says the problem is that you act like mere human beings. You are not a mere human being. You got God life in you. Well, it hurts. I I know it hurts. But there's a healer. Rise up above that thing. Press through that pain. Get your eyes riveted on that final outcome. For the prize that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. So there's some challenge. There's some struggle. There's some fight. But, man, the love of God ought to just pull you through that thing. God loves you. He he sees you. He's not going to leave you. He's going to infuse you. He's going to empower you. But let's act like God. We got God life. Come on, guys. Act like it. This is a, this is a different different group. Uh, there's, there's a different draw. L- listen to me. Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren, sing. Break forth into singing and cry like, wait a minute. Sing, O barren. How come God would come to the one person that has a justifiable reason to be silent and request a song from them? Why don't you have Mr. Lucky Pants over there sing? <laughs> how, how come you come coming to the one that is not producing the final outcome that they need? How, why would you come to the one that has the right to be depressed and say, show me some joy here? God, that is so unfair. See, wh- here's the deal is you, you're thinking carnal thoughts. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. See, God said, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My, you guys better climb up here. If you're going to get my result, you've got to live my style. God comes to the one that, that should be able to be released you know, from, from song day, and he says, you're going to sing a solo. Why? Because God knows that when you start doing it his way, you're going to get what you need. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. Why? Because more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. God said, if you'll change the way you think about this thing, we can change that final outcome. Now you stay down here with this this mindset and yeah, you're right, you're barren. You're right, you're right. They were mean to you. You're right, your husband is a jerk. You're right, your wife is crazy. You're right, your boss is demon-possessed. You're right! But it doesn't make any difference in the final outcome. You know what's crazy is most of us spend all of our life trying to prove I'm right. And at the end, nobody cares. Come on now, you know I'm right. <laughs> let, 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 let me just bring this to you from, from a weird angle. This last week, you know, when we were on vacation, we, we took a day and we were going to go golfing. So we got golfing, me and the boys and Shelby's in a cart and some friends are with us and we're, we're out on the golf course. And it took me several holes. Probably more than I even want to admit. It took me several, several holes to finally just relax and let them enjoy golf. Because in my mind, I'm thinking golf etiquette. Right? Shh. He's going to swing. Shh. My boys, they aren't thinking, shh. They're thinking spin sideways. You know, th- their cart's going like this down the hills. And they're screaming like girls, Yeehaw! You know, I'm thinking any minute the marshal's going to be out here and kick us out, and they probably would have loved that, my boys. You know, I'm thinking I want to impress you with a 280-yard drive right down the middle, and they're thinking, hit it off into the brush so you'll be like us. (laughs) Had to change my thought process. What I wanted to do for several holes was prove I'm right. I got the rule book. I can show you the way we're supposed to act out here. You're not giving me the right behavior on the God. See, and some of us, we, we can go and we can we can take different scriptures and say, here's the rule book, and we can make this thing so unenjoyable that nobody wants to be a part of it. Hello? Or you can connect to Zoe life, and you can realize, you know what? When I do this thing God's way, at the end, I had the same score I would have had at, you know, any other way, any other day. At the end, we had family connection. We had, we had oh, that was awesome. We had, oh, we got the, the final outcome that we wanted, right? You're going to have to do this thing God's way. I said, you're going to have to just do this thing God's way. You can't go through life trying to prove you're right. They were mean to you. You're already right. They were. But you now got to sing, baby sing. Right? Why? Because you need God's outcome. You need God's final result. You don't need to prove you're right. See, that's the sideshow distraction that's going to deceive you. It's going to lead you off the trail. You're going to prove that they should never have fired you, but you're going to be separated from rising to the level that that prospered prosperity level. See, my prayer is that you prosper, that you rise to the level of the, that you are created to be at. See, this is what I'm praying for you, that you rise to the level of life that God's called you to live. That you, that you get over the hump of the and the speed bumps that's trying to separate you, that the thing that used to cause you to stumble, that you'll climb up on top of and demonstrate Satan's defeat there so that you can have the victorious Christian experience that God sent his son to connect you to. You know one of the major opponents to change is the people in your life. If the enemy can't convince you not to change, he'll convince the people around you to not permit change. Once you decide, okay, I'm going to change, I'm going to grow, I'm going to get out of this thing, you'll find usually family members or close friends reminding you this is not the way you act. I guarantee you in the boat. Remember when Peter was in the boat? And he's about ready to get out. And he said, Jesus, if it's really you, bid me to come. All the other guys are talking to Peter saying, shut up. Be quiet. You don't, don't get out of the boat. Do not get out of the boat. I guarantee you there were a bunch of guys in that boat saying, you're going to sink like a rock. We know you. You, you. you Get out of the boat and say hello to the bottom. I mean, you are going, you're on your way down unless you stay in the boat with us. And when Peter got out, he began to sink. And all the guys in the boat looked at other and said, I told you so. And then Jesus shows up, and how did Peter get back in the boat? They walked back, and when they got back to the boat, all the guys in the boat said, Peter, we believed in you all the way. We knew you could do it. <laughs> you got people in your You know, our oldest son leaves next week. He's going to Seattle to Master's Commission. It's quite a, you know, he's been in, in the last year, been on quite an amazing little journey. We've just been standing there. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to be connected to God. We're going to be on fire for God. Next week, he's going to Master's Commission, and we're going to praise Jesus. You know, you know the biggest opponent to change in his life now? His brothers and his parents. He is, he is determined to make great change in his life. But you know who's going to challenge him? We are because we're going to remember him and the dumb things he's done you know there are people around you that are going to remember you that try to you know they don't mean to but but see your thoughts frame your future and the words frame you know it's like your husband who's trying to be a better man but every time he comes home you remind him of the little man that he is it's like it's like it's like your wife that's trying that's trying to make change but you constantly reminding her of the mistake it's like your children or or your boss or your employee you, you keep reminding them what what we need to do is look into the future and say, you, you know, what I pray above all things is that you could experience the change necessary to connect you to the future that God has for you. That what we should be praying for one another is that be loved by God. Be, experience the love of God. That he is not reminding you of your past, but he's pulling you into your future. Be loved by God. And embrace the breakthrough that God has for you. I will release you from your past. You know, the Bible does say that what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. I don't know what junk you've been through. I don't even care. I don't know mistakes you've made. I don't want to know. And I ain't telling you the ones I've done. But we can look at the future. I said we can look at a future, and we say, "Hey, you know what? God's plan is for the hope of a future." Let's talk about future. Let's talk about the love of God pulling us into that future. Let's talk about taking what we've been through in the past and allowing God to use it for good, so that when we look back and we see somebody else is struggling there, we can say, "Hey, I'm proof. I'm proof. You can make it. I'm living proof. I got proof. I got glory." I got the full weight manifestation of the true nature and character of God. Here I am. That when others were separating themselves from me, God was connecting himself to me, and he has brought me to the space where everybody said I couldn't get. What everybody else said was impossible, God and I have now completed. If I can do it, so can you. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. You know what I got to do? I got to act up. Got to act up a few levels. How do I act up a few levels? By changing the way I think. I got to recognize that God has made me, positioned me, and empowered me to succeed. I got to realize that the reason there's opposition, the reason hell is hunting so heavily, is because I'm so close to demonstrating Satan's defeat. That the opposition is not proof that I've missed God. The opposition is proof that God is with me. And that when I feel like I can't do anymore, that's the place where God can do whatever he needs because I'm no longer struggling and getting in the way. I really like what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon made a statement. He said, God cannot do anything through us until first he has undone us. Undone us remember isaiah. He said i'm a man of unclean lips. I'm undone undone means not finished Problem with a lot of us is that we're done. and We don't even know it finished unless we can get undone Positioned for change If we can think differently We can make different choices if we make different choices. We'll have different behavior In order to act up, I gotta think up. I gotta think God's thoughts. I gotta get myself in a position for new things. Isaiah 43 says, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I shall do a new thing. Shall ye not know it? God's God is a God of new things. What is new things? Change. New things. God is a God of change. I said, God is a God of change. Well, how does God change something in somebody who refuses to do anything new? Well, you know what? We've got to be positioned for some new things. There might be some things in your world that you need to separate from. Genesis 12, and we're done. Look, look at this. just want to show you this one scripture. The Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. Why would God tell somebody, Get away from your family, get away from your house, get away from... All that stuff, because all of those things were framing this this guy's mind. He couldn't have a new thought. Got to separate, you know, sometimes there are some things. You know, some people just cannot serve God and own a boat. (laughs) Why, because as long as they own a boat, they're out on the water, right? You know, it's like, okay, there are some things you might need to separate yourself from. There are some relationships that you actually might need to move away from until you get strong enough to change them instead of allowing them to change you. There are some things that you might need to to, to put back. Matter of fact, my question for you today is, what is it in your world that probably needs to be left behind so you can go into the future that God has for you? One of the most important things that you can know in order to to, to get in your hand what you really need, one of the most important things you need to know is what you got to let go of to reach for it. There's probably something in your world that is simply there to distract you. Don't be deceived. Don't be led astray. Don't be be moved away from the truth. Just to prove that you're right. What, What is it that you need to deal with so that you can have yourself positioned to create the environment that it's going to take to produce the fruit that you need to see in your life. There probably are some things that if you can find them, if you can see them, if you can recognize them, that you can step away from very easily and find yourself totally positioned for victory and success. God wants to do a really cool thing in your world. He wants to use you to demonstrate his glory on the earth. He, he wants to manifest his presence in your life. Don't, don't be so rigid that you're going to prove you're right and miss the point. Realize that if you can think a new thought, if you can just change just, just a degree, you'll have a totally different final outcome. May, maybe your marriage, all it needs is for you to think one fresh thought. Maybe you're... Children just need you, maybe your parents just need you to just think differently for five minutes and change the whole future. Maybe you need to remember you're loved and your previous behavior has nothing to do with God's love towards you. He's just loving you anyways. Maybe that'll release you to act up in your future. Whatever has occurred behind you, why don't you leave it there behind you you cannot alter your past but you can take your past to the altar but when you leave don't pick it up let's move into the future that God has for us let's act up and connect to the purpose and the destiny that God's called us for amen will you close your eyes bow your heads such a book God's